Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and slanderous comments about a college that may lead to content that some listeners may find offensive. So this is part two of a two-parter. So if you haven't heard part one, I mean, what are you doing with your life? Come on. Go back. There might have better things to do. Yeah, but who comes into part two? Who watches Rocky 2 before Rocky 1? Like, it has no context. We have a mutual friend that always watches the second one first, then decides if they like the second one, they'll go back and watch the first one. Why? Not everything has to be done chronologically. These are all standalone episodes, apart from the two-parters, so... It's and the three-parters that we've done. Sylvester Standalone. He was also in those movies. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast, the Tea and Cleaves. Each week, offering up a great perspective on life. Welcome to a new episode of Seesaw Podcast, featuring Tea and Cleaves. He's Cleaves. I am. And I am T. You are. So, Cleves, it's been one week since you looked at me. How's things? Um, I don't know, something about Chinese chicken. Take one bite and your brain starts ticking. Uh, yes, I didn't know that much about that song. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> Everyone just knows those, like, two lines. <laughs> Where are they now? Probably with their own chain of Chinese chicken restaurants. I was going to say, the actual, like, you know you get Chinese chicken... Marinade. Right. I'm not a fan of that. I've never been to a Chinese where that is the flavour. What? What is it? It's hoisin not Chinese. Sauce. It's not hoisin. It's just hoisin sauce on chicken meat. It's not. Like, you know the one, like, you get a barbecue pack and it's bright fucking red. Oh, that's sweet and sour sauce. It's not sweet and sour either. Sweet and sour chicken meat. It's fucking not. It is. Otherwise, they'd call it sweet and sour chicken. They always call it yeah. Chinese chicken. Yeah, sweet and sour chicken. No, it fucking isn't. Stop lying. Or sweet and sour pork. Same sauce. No, no. Sweet and sour beef. Okay, we're going to move on now. You're making me hungry. Sweet and sour do. <laughs> You're all in for that. Couple of eggs. Where did the eggs come in? With the balls. Ah, of course. Odd-shaped balls. <laughs> Quite large as well. Quail's eggs. So, <laughs> how's things anyway? All right. Just started thinking about caviar. <laughs> what, because of the eggs? Yep. I mean, those are really small. Do you, would you say your balls are like caviar? What, high-priced and fancy? Yes. No, small and fishy. <laughs> <laughs> There's different ways you can take that comment, isn't there? <laughs> so, Cleves, topic of this week, what is it? RNC2. Why did you ask me? You know what it is. Yeah, we the already... notes are in front of you. Yeah, and we already said it at the beginning. Yeah. Why are you, why are you trying to bring me in? Don't, <laughs> don't force me. <laughs> don't force me. Pod rape me. <laughs> Pod raping. Okay, th- this week, part two. Yeah, what are we doing this week, T? You fucking know <laughs> The last RNC episode, which you should have already listened to, is about the social aspects of RNC. Men. Shall we do a little bit of mopping up of those men? Those RNC men. Um, we didn't cover jobs in the last episode. Fine. Because it sort of ties into what we were finishing off with, like career stuff last episode. Okay, fine. 
when you're not learning RNC, you could be out doing a job, which I did. No one else did. Actually, I think some people worked like one day a week at that like horse place down the road. So that's nice for them, right? Cleaning up the poop. I mean, it's not a career that I'd want. Yeah, but it's a career. And imagine yeah. if you're pretty blind and you're cleaning up poop, you're having to fumble around for it. I mean, that's... If we're talking about careers, blind people probably should be avoiding poop cleaner. I was going to say poop fumbler. So you worked at Tesco, a supermarché. Speaking of shit, when I was working at Tesco, that one in uh, Hereford, someone legit took a shit on the supermarket floor one evening. Hmm. Nice. (laughs) It's kind of classy establishment that was. I mean... They sell drugs in the car park as well. Another, Another classy establishment. Yeah. Beeping stuff. Yes, yeah, sort in the checkouts, beep stuff through in the evenings, three uh, three nights a week. Maybe some cash for those sweet sweet booze. Yeah, pretty much. And gig tickets. Yeah, I I wasn't without some form of quote unquote employment. What employment did you have in your recreational time at RNC? Uh, what we're covering this now, are we? Well, is this what you wanted to cover first? Fine, we'll cover it now. So on site. Uh, well, on campus, we had a bar, if you can call it a bar, and a couple pool tables, jukebox. A long piece of wood behind which bar staff stood and poured drinks, I'd call it a bar. Yeah. And students could be, they called them ambassadors, bar ambassadors. And Sh- ambassadors, more like it in your case. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do all that much. The whole point of the role was to be helping like the students, if they needed anything, making sure people behaved themselves. But Getting drunk is home is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, even then, I had to stay on premises, so I couldn't even help them get home. Well, you can... So you had to toss the drunkies out? Basically, yeah. Drunk tosser. Yeah. Which is what you were most nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> so it basically involved me drinking and just not doing any work because it wasn't really a job the whole attitude was like oh you should be going to the bar checking people are okay and going to the bar for them like well they're here for their independence they know where the bar is it's been tailor-made to be completely clear from the seating area to the bar so get it yourself i was there to empower them why were you not a bar man because they didn't hire the students for bar staff yeah which is infuriating because that's something that I think if you have some site and you know the layout of your bar, it's fine. Yeah, but they could only employ one person for one night because more than like eight to ten hours work and you'd be losing them benefits. Yeah, that's true. I I think it was only like five pounds an hour I was on, something like that. It's like twenty quid a night. It's not bad back then. You're under eight no, you weren't under eighteen, you're under twenty one. Yeah. That's not that there was a living wage back then. No. But it was it was fine. I think I did one, two nights a week, and it was like 20 or 40 quid for that week. It's just fine. But I wouldn't call it an actual job. Uh, it was just doing stuff. Being paid to do stuff is a job. I was it cash so. in hand? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not a job. Then. <laughs> if you're not getting national insurance and tax on it, then probably Oh, won't. no, nothing was declared. Wow. Shady as fuck, mate. I don't know how they justified that. Because you're an ambassador. <laughs> right, right. And what? 
Yeah, but surely you'd still pay ambassadors. Yeah, well, I don't know. Ambassadors are sort of like a voluntary role, but it just so happens they just give you a, a little... Thank you, gift. Thank you, gift, every week. Right, yes. Which is always predetermined on the hours you work. <laughs> Comedian. Almost as if it's not a gift at all. More of a wage, if you will. <laughs> but I wager, to I did the that we have more to talk about as far as social side of things, because that's what we're going to go into a bit more deep. A bit more deep? Depth. So we've we've done the, the nitty-gritty of the college, but of course it's a boarding college, so we did live there. I mean, you escaped on the weekends. I fucking I, hate staying at college at the weekend. There's fuck all to do. Well, drink. Yeah, but I could do that at home in Nottingham when there was more things to do with people I liked. I mean, that's hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying there weren't people at college that I didn't, that I liked as well, but, you know. Yeah, I guess. So, the living arrangements, you had halls of residence, and you had external houses, like, they just rented, like, they owned houses in the area, and they just, they didn't rent them, they just let you live in them. The halls of residence went from pretty well-sighted to pretty dire-sighted, didn't they? You had, like, Armitage, pretty well-sighted, Campbell, less-sighted, Gardner, worse-sighted, and there's probably another one, wasn't there? There was, but that was, like, older people. By that point, anyway, your sight was pretty fucked up. I mean, they did have a little bit of an intersection here and there. Like, we were in Armitage, and we were all fairly young. And sighted. Not all of us. Name one person that was super blind. Oh, Dan. Dan? who was next door to me. He had that totally blind girl on the floor below. Yeah, it's true. But no one went to that floor. <laughs> no, no, we did not. It was off the limits. <laughs> and all the houses had a warden. Yes. For, like, old people that came and checked uh, up on all the blind people, make sure they were all right. It generally translated to, let's go make sure that the underage people aren't drinking in Cleves' room. And if they are, then they grass them up to the yearhead. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Was it Hazel that kept dobbing you in? I fucking hate her. <laughs> such a witch. <laughs> but what was the social aspects like then there? Because obviously I went home at the weekend. I think this this is the, the overarching thing, that you have a lot of kids, essentially, yeah. and they get their first taste of freedom. Parents aren't there coddling them. They have their own room, their own independence, and apart from like the wardens in the evening, like no one's really checking up on you. It's a really weird situation because I imagine a lot of them suffer from bullying at school. They're not the cool kid; they're disabled kids, and now they're around a lot of other disabled kids, so it's the norm. And then I think just people just became assholes quickly, very quickly. I'm not saying I'm above that either. No, I mean, I, I think the place brings out the worst in people. Oh, God, yeah. Do you know what it is? Sheer boredom. Yes. There is nothing to do in the recreational time other than, like, maybe one game of football per week that the college puts on. Other than that, you're left to your own des- devices. So it's just fucking drinking and fucking and teenage politics, which, you know, the first two, fine, whatever. But you have to make your own fucking drama. That's a problem. Yeah, that is entirely it. And you're right, like, you'd had the one game of football, but there was a, there was two 3G pitches, and the gates were locked. When there wasn't a, when you weren't in there doing football practice, you couldn't go in there. For no reason. Like, there's no reason why that should have been locked. Music practice rooms were generally locked as well. 
Yep, so you couldn't even practice music. And like, Gym closed pretty early, it was like five o'clock. Yep. Like, it's... Like, there's just no facilities. Like, considering that you live there, I think especially with, like, the music rooms, like, there was just a room, like, with a drum kit and some amps. That's all it was. But for some reason, the music techs were always dicks. And it's like, oh, no, we don't want you in there. Even sometimes when you try to book it out, they were like, no, actually, we can't do that tonight because there's no one there to look after it. It's like, what? It's like, you can't... Unless I throw it in a swimming pool, I'm not breaking a fucking amplifier. You know, like they're so hard to damage. You know what I mean? I know they want people going in there and fucking around. So if they had a sign-in book, I could kind of get it. And you've got cameras in there. So it's the sort of thing that, you know, you're going to like stop all of that shit happening. Like if you have underage people in there drinking, they're on fucking camera. It's not a huge college. You're going to know who they are. And you go like, right, you're banned. There was just no recreational stuff put on at all. And then there was so much, you can't do that, can't do that. So much reprimanding for all like the bad behaviour. And it's like, well... People were bored. Yep. What do you expect them to do? And then like, the amount of people who started smoking there, it isn't because they wanted to necessarily. It's the social aspect and the fact that it was something to do. Like, there's nothing else to do. So alcohol is frequently consumed, like, every single night. Chain smoking happens all the time. Recreational drugs. There's, you could get hold of anything. There wasn't really a limit to what you could get hold of. Like, the thing is, well, like, these kids, they're not paying rent, they're not paying for, like, their, their room and board, and they're all on income support, as well as sort of, like, they get all their food for free as well. So they've got disposable income, like £400 a month. Yeah, £100 a week when you've got not got to buy food, pay any bills, 100 quid a week on just, you know, booze and drugs alone, pretty yeah. sweet. And back when cigarettes, you could get a 20-pack for a fiver. So, yeah, sex and drugs and rock and roll... And, I mean, you had a girlfriend there when you were at college. And how many... I mean, she was there as well. But how many of those douches were trying to pork her constantly? A fair amount. Because, again, it's boredom, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, yeah, you got to create your own drama, aren't you? Yeah. Well, that's where all the drama came from. But, a lot, again, a lot of those people had never had the, um, the potential, I'm going to say... To maybe sleep with someone? Because in mainstream school, maybe they were a bit outcast and downtrodden somewhat. And there it levelled the playing field. Yeah. Which, great. If you want to spend three years in a little bubble, great. As soon as you come back out, you're going to be back where you started. Unless the college has taught you a few things about living in normal society, which it probably hasn't. No. Hence, bubble. No, it, it does not. Like, the college is a complete bubble. That is why I moved out of halls, like... It's before Christmas, wasn't it, that I'd moved out? Yep. You wanted to go live with Horace. I didn't know I was moving in with Horace, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I still would have done it if I could choose Horace or like, Halls. I would take Horace. I mean, why didn't you ever move out of Halls? Because I only had to spend five days there and then I went home. So by the time I'd got sick of it, I went home. And at the weekends is where most of the shit used to kick off, arguably, when I wasn't there anyway. Yeah. When people weren't drinking in my room or whatever. In which case, I didn't have to be around for it. Mm. I was too busy living a fucking normal life back in Nottingham. I think that's what I missed. That's why I went home all the time. Yeah. It's nice just to be around a little bit of normality. Plus, your girlfriend at the time was on the same floor as you. What are you trying to say? That I wanted to get away from her? No, I was saying that that's the reason you didn't move out of halls. <laughs> right, okay. I thought you were saying I went home at the weekend because I was fucking sick of her. No. 
I mean, your words. <laughs> that's what you said. So that's what no, you that's, really, that's what you fucking said. So the houses were fine. You didn't get to pick who you lived with. They were okay, just standard, like a flat or semi-detached house. With both halls and houses, you had a cleaner as well. The cleaner came around to the house? Yep. What the fuck? Every other day, hoovered up, fresh bedding, fresh towels. The fucking hotel, mate. Yeah, I know it fucking is. Like, it's, it's not preparing you for life at all. Teach you independence. Yeah. Have a maid. The delivery arrangements were fine. I mean, you didn't pay for your food either. I mean, we had a mess hall, didn't we? A <laughs> mess hall? <laughs> Basically what it was, yeah. It was a fucking mess. You got your three meals a day, didn't you? Hey, it's what pissed me off, right? You used to get, like, X amount that you could spend each day at the uh, at the mess hall. But I was never there at the weekends. Where's my fucking weekend money? I should be able to spend that during the week as extra. Not the case. You just lose it if you weren't there. You know where that went? If you lived outside, you could get signed off living skills so you, you would get that paid to you instead of, like, the allowance comes to the, the canteen. Oh, man, you would have had that whether you were there or not. But then the other thing is, on the weekend, if you were on this sort of like getting your weekly amount of money, on the weekend you were allowed to eat at the mess for free. Oh, what the fuck? Yep. This is bullshit. So the sausage leg baguette I had every Saturday, you technically paid for. <laughs> oh my fuck. Speaking of baguettes, no one likes egg and cress, IMC. Fuck off, like stop that. There were always so many there. But they'd have like ten. ten. They'd have like... Two chicken salads and then a, two BLTs and like 20 egg and cress. You get this, like, oh, what, what is this, that egg and cress? It's like. Kel surprise. It's like you're having to throw these away. Nobody fucking wants them. But the food in the, food in the mess was like. It was acceptable. It was school dinners. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was very inoffensive. Unfortunately, again, I think this is a problem with the college. You have all these kids learning their living skills and there was no hard cost like cut off for them because you, you could choose to be signed off and get paid the money, which I did so that I could cook at home. But even though like Dan from the documentary learned how to make his cheese sandwich and stuff like that. Cardinal sin. And okay, you could have taught him how to make gourmet meals, but there's never a point where they turn around and say, okay, you've been signed off now, go and make your own food. They don't do that. So he just went to the canteen for every single meal anyway. So he's not reinforcing these skills, which I think is a problem. You're trying to give these kids independence, force them to make a meal for themselves. Like they should always have that fallback. But it isn't as though in like the halls and the outside like houses, they had full kitchens. Make them cook. Reinforce that training you're giving them. But no, too much fucking hassle. Yeah, but then you got to go out and you got to buy your own shit and cook your own meals. But that's when you have, like, a shopping list system. And, like, you can say, this is the stuff I want. This is the money out of my allowance. Can you get me this stuff? Bit more work for the college, though, isn't it, that? Go get it yourself. You've been signed off living skills now. Yeah. And you've been signed off your mobility skills as well. But now that online shopping is a thing, like, there's no excuse not to turn around and say, just do your online shopping. That is very true. Also, you used to get breakfast stuff delivered to the halls. The amount of times we came in from a night out and had a bowl of Cocoa Pops before going to bed was unreal. Or toast. Just fucking just, loads of toast. Just so much toast. So much. I mean, yes. there was one guy that... Full <laughs> loaves of bread some nights, just passing it around. I mean, the guy who you asked to like, always get to ruin the the shot with his woos. Yeah. He was toast boy. He was. <laughs> like, entire loaves like, would all be in the corner and he'd just be in there making toast. He would. Like, even if you got... He would be like, mate, can you just make me some toast? So go and do it. But 
mean, some people would construe that as bullying. What, getting someone to make toast? I mean, you told him to do it knowing he would do it and he did it. How's that bullying? Mm, it's kind of manipulation. T, go make me some toast. Fuck off. Why does it make a difference if some person says yes or no? I'm trying to segue I know into bully do. culture. Because even though everyone was on an even playing field, like bully culture did fucking happen. I mean, I never picked on anyone, to my knowledge. Um, I was never a victim of this. But I did see it happen. <sighs> You're all spazzes. Like, you'd have to single out the, the more spaz person. <laughs> like, when we were there, like, one kid literally broke another kid's arm. And I heard the snap. That was a result of bullying. That was a result of someone playing a fight and taking it too far. Yeah, he was a knob. I'm not saying he wasn't a prick, but... But I don't want to go too much into it because there's not really got many examples I can think of, but it does happen. Like, because you think it's like, oh, school, like, especially there to nurture the disabled. Like, no. This shit does happen. Like, it can be a really toxic environment, especially when you get the drama that people force in. And also, suicide attempts do happen there. With disability comes a lot of mental trauma, doesn't it? So, And they never supported anyone. That was never advertised to me. No, back then it was particularly bad, wasn't it? When I was there, I had a friend that tried it. And also I'd heard of people in previous years trying it. Different yeah. people. So it was, I'm not going to say it's commonplace, but there was, at the time, there was at least one, one a year attempt. Oh, that really isn't good. It's fucking shocking. The thing is, is it just comes down to... I know things are better now, but they would have been aware of this situation. And with sight loss comes a lot of mental health issues. And, of course, you've got the toxic environment that we've covered. So they should have been more on top of it. But it seems like all the staff did would bust your balls about things. Like they, they, didn't, they didn't seem to really care, a lot of them. And that's harsh to say, but I just didn't feel like any of them really gave a shit. Oh, they didn't. They're all out for results, mate. Careers advisors, heads of years, wardens, they'll do the bare minimum. Keep you ticking along. This this comes circling back to something we have discussed. Like It'd be good to go back there and sort of see how things have changed. Because I am genuinely interested to know what they do for mental health now. But here's another thing, right? A lot of that mental health issue thing, for me, it would come back down to boredom. If you've got nothing to do and you're sat in your room all day, stewing away in your own thoughts... Drinking... Making it worse. That's what I mean, drinking drugs. I mean... It, it's no wonder, really, that yeah. someone tries it. And, yeah, you could make a comparison that, oh, universities have a similar sort of structure, but you've got to remember that at the university, these these youngsters are independent and they're not disabled. But they're adults by that point. This college yes. is between 16 and 18. I would argue that they still have a duty of care. They 100% do. 100% do. And I would say even older than that, they have a duty of care. Especially if you're living on campus. Particularly with people that may be vulnerable. Yeah, and there was a lot of vulnerable people there. I imagine yeah. there still is. And a lot of the academic stuff gets like prioritised. But then when you're young, like that's the, the side of it. Like That becomes like the side of the college. The primary, I think, becomes the social side of it quite quickly for a lot of people. I mean, I'd be interested to know what they do, they do now. Because i like to think they can't be worse than they were. There was basically nothing before, so if they have something now, that's an improvement. So, what happens after you leave, Cleves? Um, nothing. You never hear from the college ever again. I mean, I know I never did. This is terrible. Like, aftercare is really bad. You would think they'd have like, an aftercare team. I know, but they've already prepped you for 
further life. They're giving you the mobility skills. They're giving you the living skills. And your careers advice told you that you can only go to uni or sign on. Therefore, they already know where you're going. But as we've covered, they don't do any of that. They tell you how, how to get the most benefits and where you should be going to uni. So basically they do nothing but feed you into another system for their numbers and make you dependent on the government. Yeah. Well, one or the other. That's terrible. <laughs> Isn't that every college, arguably? It they're is. Not, they're not alone they, in that. No, but they're there to be specialists, aren't they? To be like specialist help for the disabled to get them ready for life. So like, they need to do better. Now, I'm not going to say that I would have really needed them to phone me afterwards and say how are things going, but it would have been no, nice of them to do. I mean, maybe they did for other people, but they didn't for me. I mean, I don't I mean, what would they do anyway, even if you said, oh, I'm doing nothing, I'm on the dole? They wouldn't do anything, but I imagine they don't want that statistic, do they? No, true. They should be stricken from the records. Yeah. And I think that's the problem, isn't it? Like, There's no aftercare because they don't want to know what you've gone on to because it would imply that they've failed. They've got offset reports to meet. Yeah, but that's the problem. Right? Because it's academic, they just need to make their academic targets. And usually that means how many people they can funnel into university because that's a success metric for them, isn't it? Even though a lot of those people, Horace, for example, was only at uni for half a semester. Yeah. But hell, they got him there. They got in there, and then he dropped out and went to live on a council estate and claim all the benefits. Told you, it's one or the other. But that's shy. Like, there's no life there. Ah, it's all right for some people. And this is why disabled people have a bad reputation and why the public think they're useless. Because there's not enough people out there proving otherwise. So to sum it up, Cleves, is RNC worth it? It wasn't for me. I'm not saying it isn't worth it for some people. But I think largely they, as a whole, at least when I went, failed the majority of people there in terms of getting them prepared for later life. And also, in my case, academically. I failed myself, actually, in that aspect. But, the yeah, getting people prepared for later life, I think much more could be done there. Yeah. And maybe it is now, so... We'll have to find out. I kind of agree. The The issue that I think that RNC has is, firstly, they're too interested in the, not necessarily helping people, but their metrics and statistics. Like what they, their targets they have to achieve for Ofsted or whatever they have to do. I think that's a big issue because they're not focusing on the right thing. And I think they're really inefficient with how they do things. Like they drag things out. They don't teach people like quick enough like the important things. They're not teaching them the right things necessarily, and there's no tough love aspects. Like they're they're very That's checked very out. True. There is no tough love aspect. No, it's you are coddled in another way. You're coddled with complete independence, but you've got that big safety blanket. So there's no consequences to negative behaviour. Drink as much as you want. There's no consequence. Yeah, go and fuck everyone. There's no consequence. Oh, yeah, you've learned how to look after yourself. Well, we'll still clean your rooms, clean your bedding for you, feed you, give you money. Like, and, and these are things you don't get at university. At least at university, like a lot of youngsters move away from home, young adults, and they're completely independent. 
you know, I know some places do have like mess halls and stuff like that, but there are limits. Like you get like one meal a day and you've got to look after yourself outside of that. And even then, that's just for like usually for one year and then they push you out. And like we said, that it, it might be different now. And I think that's something that potentially we need to look into like as a follow up. But this was our experience. Also, if you are working, this is your council's money you're wasting on these blind people. Because it is paid by the education authority of your county. Like they pay for these people to go here. And they come out no better off. In fact, they come out with like being up their own arse, with bad attitudes and no skills. Yeah. Should write a song about it. Yeah, probably should. So, seesaw yay, I can see nay. But if you do have a positive experience of one of these style of colleges, let us know. We'd get you one. See how it went for you. Because if you found some benefit from these things, I'd like to genuinely know. At the moment, we just had a very bleak teardown of a blind college. And, yeah, the one thing I will say, if anyone says, oh, you're ragging on a charity, they weren't a charity when we left. They are privatised as a business. So, from that point, they were a business and they debatably have been running as a business for a while at that business. point. It is the British way. <laughs> We're not doing this shit again. Any other thoughts? Nah, I'm good. So, we'll see you next week then. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast. Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. In fact, they come out with like being up their own arse with bad attitudes and no skills. Yeah. Should write a song about it. Yeah, probably should. Drive, but you're
Wanna go back to my sweaty days? The fact that you 